Welcome to the Action Network Podcast, the number one show for the invested sports fan. All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Action Network podcast. It's a special edition, the March Sadness edition, uh, coming to you Sunday night. You should be hard at work going through these matchups uh, on the bracket, arguing about matchups and who made it and who should have made it. But we don't have a tournament this year, which is really sad, and there's not, not much really to bet on. So we wanted to just talk about the kind of gambling state of affairs Life without March Madness, what we did this weekend, if you bet anything. I also have a bracket out there, which I created. You know, I did all the auto bids. If you already won a conference tournament, you're in. If not, the conference tournament's in finish. I just did a regular season champ. And then I used my power ratings for the next 38 best teams, and I just seeded them accordingly. You know, the, the number one overall, Kansas, played the worst 16. We have a contest out there. You have a chance to win some money. You're going to sign a team. It's actually the team that covers will move on in the bracket. But you can go look at the bracket and check it out. We'll talk about some of that hypothetical bracket today. But with me, as always, is Colin Wilson and Mr. Mike Randall. How's it going, gentlemen? Hanging in there, Colin? I'm reviewing your bracket here, and there's no Arkansas. So I, what's, what's the yes. content for the podcast going to be when you bumped out my hogs? Well, look, ironically enough, the last team in was fucking Syracuse, of course, right? They're the last team in. So they got slated in like an, the 11 playing game in the first four in Dayton. And the first team out, the first team out, just the way that the cookie crumbled, was Arkansas. So it looks like that uh, that loss to Texas A&M kept you guys out. So you can't even get your team in the fake fantasy land bracket. But We still had a game with South Carolina coming up. We still had that LSU run coming in us. Uh, Randall, back me up here. Arkansas was due to make a run, right? They were making a deep run, man. They were primed and ready to go. I, I saw them going to the SEC Conference Finals. I got your back, Colin. I agree. That was Randall that you heard. Uh, how, how you hanging in there, buddy? Uh, just depressed, man. At this point right now, we should have been arguing over how far BYU can go, although I love the bracket that you gave them. This is tremendous. Whether Martin Zagorowski's injury is going to hold back Creighton. Uh, there's just so many things we could have talked about. What a crazy tournament this would have been. Yeah, we'll get to the bracket. I do want to talk about the weekend. I hope everyone, if you're able to, is you know, bunkered down and just avoiding contact with people as much as possible. You're going to see cities start to really like shut down. You're seeing word of that for the next couple of weeks. So I hope everyone can hang in there. Um, look, what, you know, so there's no, like, no sports. So I, I wanted to get your, you know what you guys watched or read or bet on. I can tell you that I was so happy that I was firing bets in. I was like, it's all going to shit. I was just firing, like, what? what is going to end up playing? I need to bet it. It's going to be the last action forever. And I got in Johnny's first half, which was the last bet of the year, somehow. And then everything, just the dominoes started falling. And then you just, it was just devastating to watch unfold. So all weekend, I tried to bet on super rugby. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bet on this dog. I, 11 minutes, you know, and I said it, and then it got canceled. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I bet on some horses, there just wasn't much. I don't know enough about UFC. Uh, I followed some some bets there from the Action Network, but uh, there wasn't much to bet on. I read a lot. It's depressing, man. Colin, would you what would your weekend entail? Of did you bet anything weird? 
Yeah, I mean, we've got the debate coming up, right? uh, Yeah, the debate. By the time everybody listens to this, the debate will be over. But literally, the highlight of my weekend is this Democratic debate. But how many times coronavirus is going to be said? How many times is a liar and stock market and all that? That's going to be the highlight of my gambling weekend for me. I've been peppering Westgate and Circa on Masters futures. I've got college basketball futures from like six different books. Uh, It's been a weekend of accounting for me and like making sure these tickets are refunded. What's the status? The Masters tickets, you know, Westgate made the decision and Circa said too, that it's not played within eight days of when it's originally scheduled, then those tickets will be refunded. So, you know, well, I love the number that I got on Bryson DeChambeau. Victor Hovland probably wasn't even going to make the Masters. So, I mean, I know that's for the golf podcast, but it's been like a really interesting weekend of accounting. And also for me, college football game of the year lines just came out. Now, I know that the limit is $50, so it's not even worth mentioning right now. And plus, I think they were copied straight off of somebody else's power ratings. But I think bookmakers are going to turn to college football and say, hey, we got to get something on the board. Let's get something in the bank here. Let's put these numbers up. Did you bet any like Liga MX? I bet I bet all the draws on Liga MX. By the way, the Mexican soccer, a one hit. You know, I've got my eye on the esports on the, on the League of Legends and the Overwatch. So there might be well, something come out of me this week on Twitter. We might have the Masters move to the fall, but the two sports that you're involved with, you know, uniquely more so than other people and more niche sports. WWE, they have a big event mm-hmm. coming up. Is that going to stand or what? So apparently Tampa is has told, the city of Tampa told Vince McMahon, you know, we're going to leave it up to you whether or not you're going to cancel this or not. Well, they're the only show in town, like in the world right now. Vince McMahon is an entrepreneur. He's got to be pretty happy with the XFL. Of course, that got canceled regular season and the WWE. But I think ultimately, I mean, there's lines still posted on WrestleMania. Uh, it hasn't officially been canceled yet. We've got, I think, two weekends to go. Uh, I don't see how you can get away with getting this many people together, especially with Ohio saying no bars and restaurants after 9 p.m. We've got, uh, you know, Boston saying you can only go half capacity. I don't see how you're drawing 80,000 people into WrestleMania and getting away with it. So it hasn't been officially canceled yet. Uh, But trust me, if it happens, it's going to be all eyeballs. I mean, it's the only thing we have to bet on. It's going to be the only thing we have to talk about. We're going to have our own WrestleMania podcast. So I hope it still happens, but I need the safety of everybody. I, I need the the Dr. Fauci, uh, I need the curve to be flattened out a little bit. I need us to pick up our social distancing so we can have a WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, if that does happen, we'll probably do a pod about it. You can teach me how to bet it because you sure as sell better bet. I'm betting WWE at this right now with nothing else going on. And then the other sport that I wanted to ask you about, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the like, college baseball and is pretty much done. Which I was yeah. surprised it did it this soon. It's a lost right? season. And there's there's a small discussion going on about how there could be just a jump to the super regionals about how they may let the power conferences have a have a super regional. So 16 teams that they may come back if this gets resolved, maybe in, in six weeks, maybe college baseball can come back and they'll have like a mini super regional tournament and still have an Omaha, maybe salvage an Omaha in June. But I mean, that's just best case scenario. For all intents and purposes, the entire regular season has been called off. That means there's going to be no postseason. God, that rolls into college football, too, because no spring practices whatsoever for all these grad transfers and these kids that got to campus early. Are they going to give – I doubt they're going to do this in college basketball because most – the majority of teams' seasons were already done, right? right. So I doubt – and I didn't think that they were going to give another year of eligibility for college basketball players. But these college baseball kids – I would think you should give them another year of eligibility with the timing and how everything happened. Are they going to do that? 
And I think that they did. I think that they've already done that. They've given you an extra year to okay. come back and play ball. But I mean, you think about a guy like Kumar Rocker down at Vanderbilt, right? It's like when you declare for the draft, like if you don't declare for it, then you have to wait two years. It's a different set of rules about declaring for Major League Baseball uh, than it is like if you're 18 years old and, and you declare, uh, then then you go right then or else you have to wait like a grace period of like two years. That's what Kumar Rocker is going through this year. He wasn't eligible to be an MLB this summer. He'd have to wait till next year. Yeah, I was sad. I was actually all ready to bet NASCAR. I was going to buy some jorts, some Bud Lights. I was going to get into it. And I was shocked that that got canceled. I get you don't have crowds for it, but like these are guys cocooned in a car. And then you have your pit crews, but they're like in hazmat suits. So I thought that NASCAR was really going to go through with it, but they're taking the cautious approach, which you can't hate on. Randall, let's, let me turn to you. How was your weekend? Did you watch or bet on anything weird? Just give me your overall, just how your weekend went. I got the itch last night. I had to jump in and put a, a DFS lineup in for this debate tonight. Love the wash hands value that you're getting there. So they have it lined up there. FanDuel, tremendous. So hopped on that right away. Then Wait, I started, what the hell is this? The DFS lineup for the debate? <laughs> yeah, you can do you can do a lineup where isn't you there know, just like, two guys? Yeah, you get like two X for the for if you if you want to go like how many times Biden's going to say Trump or how many times Bernie's going to say Trump. So you chart it right and you put that in as like your your king position. You get your two. X, then you get one and a half X for one of them, and then you just you plug them into a lineup. Why not? At this point, I don't really care. I mean, so it's just, people saying shit. It's it's not the yes. actual guys. Okay, right. Got so it. like you know, like so you could get a value. I mean, it's it's them saying stuff. So you could get how many times Biden's going to say wash hands tonight, and that's going in like your you know your tight end typical spot in your DFS lineup. Yeah. And, and do you know do you know what this reminds me of though? I mean, it feels like the month of August because I know the month of August I've said yeah. on Twitter before is national blackjack playing month because there's no real sports on TV that you really want to pay attention to. But the dog days is, of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you can't go play blackjack right now. Just, I think a casino is probably the worst place that you, you want to practice social dis, uh, distancing right now. So it's like, I, it feels like August from a sports betting perspective. The only other thing I did was some online poker. I mean, we're trying, we're trying to get that going. And I looked at odds to win the 2021 NCAA men's tournament. Don't forget, folks, Sam Hauser is going to be eligible for Virginia, so they were the favorite at, at plus 850. And then I looked at things like Illinois, 50 to 1, Tennessee, 50 to 1. So, yeah, slim pickings, but we'll find a way, right? Like if you move the cheese for the rat, you find a way. Yeah. I mean, things are never as – it's awful. This is my favorite month. This is – I mean, it's devastating, but – and there's nothing we can do about it. Things are never as bad or as good as they seem. In the meantime, you know, maybe I will get some more sleep, less stress, and I'll add another March Madness on to the end of my life when I'm shitting myself in bed. So I don't know how enjoyable that extra March Madness will be when I'm 80. But I've started to work out a little ahead of time. I, you know, caught up on some books, caught up on some shit around the house. You know, you got to just take the look at the good side of it. It sucks. There's, I mean, the countdown, I have a countdown for whatever year. The countdown is to the start of the tournament is 368 days. It's an annual thing. The countdown now is at over 365 days. Well, it sucks. For those of you that are like new to this, maybe younger and, and on the betting scene or whatever, this is way worse than 9 11 because with 9 11, we didn't get NFL the following weekend, but I believe we got baseball on the following Monday because 9 11 was a Tuesday morning. I stuck, maybe you can correct me, but I, or yeah. I think MLB was the next Monday. So it was still just six days without a plane in the air, no NFL the following weekend. But, you know, Major League Baseball was right back the, the next week. So it, it's, this is way worse. Yeah, it's our escape. Sports are our escape. It's how we come together. It's what we 
tears us apart, what we fight over, what we talk about on social media. I mean, it's a big part of our healing. It's a big part of our healing and that, and we don't have that. Right. So we got to wait a while before we get it back. Yeah. Bush coming out and throwing that pitch, regardless of your political views, that was awesome. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be rough, but, uh, I'll have some, we'll have some things about shows. I just started watching succession on someone's, uh, if you're streaming Netflix, by the way, I, End of the fucking world, you, strangers. There are a couple shows worth checking out. You got any Netflix or shows you're watching? You have Better Call Saul right now, Colin. Anything else? Yeah, I'm watching Better Call Saul deep into that. Uh, I'm still looking for any clue I can to find out what happens to Kim Wexler's future. But Westworld starts tonight as we're as we're recording this. It's uh, been absolutely what I thought could be through the first season. This could be the next Game of Thrones, as in something that captures, you know, after four or five seasons, this could absolutely capture everybody's imagination and uh, the possibilities with the show when you think of the plot about how anybody can be reincarnated into a robot with their consciousness. Uh, Westworld is something definitely you should check out for the first two seasons. Um, other than I, that, loved, I, I love the premise and love season one. I didn't love season two. Did you love season two? Season two, episode eight, uh, was possibly the best thing I've ever seen in TV. Any singular solar episode that I've seen of a show was episode eight. So it's called Kiksuya. Uh, I'll let you go watch. It's all about Ghost Nation. But, you know, their, their ability on that show to take songs from Nirvana and other, other you know, famous class, uh, classic alternative and classic rock and put them into just deep piano melodies, like just everything from a production standpoint, cinematography and sound. Westworld's just a home run hit. And I can't wait to watch Outsiders. I saw you tweet that out, but uh, started off. Yeah, I've show. heard from many people that I rely on that, you know, I trust for, they said that, and I actually read this review about episode one after I watched one episode. I read a review about it, make sure I didn't miss anything. And it was like, based on the book, this jammed everything into the first episode. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do the rest of the time. And then everyone I talked to that I trust on TV shows said the first two episodes are awesome. And then it drags and it's so slow. And the rest of so that's what I've heard from a lot of people that I trust that the first two episodes are awesome. And then you feel like you waste, you just, it's just drags and it was dry for the last seven. Other people said they love it, but Randall, anything you're watching or have watched that, uh, you want to throw out there for people? Yeah, I catch up on Blue Bloods. Love the family dinner table. Called me, called me Great old school. Great show. My mom loves that it. show. Love that. And then for total insanity, laughter, Hawaii Five O. I mean, this is what I'm doing right now. And then I'm going back and watching old One Shining Moments. I, I am doing this. <laughs> this is what I'm actually doing. The Kentucky Kansas. Are you going one. in order? No, I'm just jumping around. How about the Kentucky-Kansas one? Because I kind of think that could have happened this year, to be honest. So I was watching that. And then some of the schools are actually putting out their own one-shining moments. I watched Illinois today. That was a great one because I think Io had a shot at, from half court during the year. So they just merged clips from the year and put it to it. That's what we do. Yeah. Before we get to the bracket, which you guys can look at, you can go to actionnetwork.com slash sadness, and you can look at my bracket while we're talking about this. We'll just talk about it in hypothetical. But before we do that, do you have a favorite, one favorite March Madness moment a shot Colin I'll start with you Scotty Thurman 1994 shooting ah, we cash your bets I mean, Colin I mean, bringing up 90s Arkansas his jersey's hanging on my wall it's free it's that simple I had to give you a layup uh Randall do you have a favorite shot or moment I was a diehard when I was younger Syracuse fan love that team in 87 I thought they were tremendous Derek Coleman Ronnie Cycli that whole group and then Keith Smart broke my heart I used to set up guys two nerf hoops in my house and play the game out as it was going on like back and forth and Smart hit that shot from the corner that was the year Bobby Knight said get me to the final four to Indiana and I'll win it for you and he was right and I just fell to the ground because Derek Coleman gagged a couple free throws he was a man child I love that team and that was a killer 
The shot that haunts me is Kenton Polino, who took out that West Virginia team with Gansey, who's one of my favorite players of all time, and Pitsnoggle. That team was just so fun to watch with Beeline at the helm. And Paulino, Pitsnoggle hit the three to tie it, and then Paulino hit the three to send them home. That was just devastating. Same time as the the Morrison-UCLA crying game. But my favorite shot has to be when I had a future on Michigan and a future on Louisville, I believe. But Michigan getting to the final, when they beat Kansas, that Trey Burke shot when he just pulled up from 80 feet. Not really, but that that shot, I jumped through the roof. Gad, what were you going to say, Randall? Yeah, the one that, that sort of went under the radar that I'll never forget was a first-round game. Remember, I think it was back in 2008, Western Kentucky played Drake. I had watched all those teams, and I loved Drake to not only win that round, but beat the winner of UConn-San Diego, which I correctly had as San Diego. So I had Drake in the Sweet 16. And then Ty Rogers sprint the whole court, and he hits a three with three guys on him from half court at the buzzer. Everyone in the bar starts screaming. I just drop to my knees and start pounding the floor. So it's sort of like a first-round <laughs> game that no one cares. But I had like a great bracket going, and that just killed me. Yeah, that, that also that I tweeted this out last night. The Xavier Dayton game, oh, all the game, Gus yeah. calling. Oh. oh my God, Crawford and Holloway, and everyone was just making shots. And oh my God, that game was insanity. All right, let's look at this. Well, Kyle, do you have a the most devastating moment with Arkansas in the tournament? Well, let me think about this. Uh, we suffered a loss. In, of course, it's going to be the UCLA loss of the national championship in 1995. We, uh, that team came in number one, started off the season uh, taking a loss to UMass and Marcus Camby uh, and Lou Rowe and uh, got all the way to the national championship and struggled the entire year. Just didn't have the same mojo as 94. And UCLA, just the O'Bannon brothers, Tyus Edney, just blew us out of the water. So that, that was a rough one. But, you know, when you have one in your pocket, I don't care if it's baseball or basketball or, or whatever sport, when you have one in your pocket, you just – you don't feel that bad when you lose a championship, I think, because you got one in your pocket. All right, let's look at this bracket really quick. And obviously, we don't have to get deep into the matchups. It's all hypothetical. But I, I literally just did this randomly, and it's, you know, my one seed plays the worst 16 top one and just filled it in. I made I tried to make sure that, like, a, a team from a certain conference wouldn't play another one, either in the first or second round. There, there might be exceptions, but I, I wasn't that scientific in placing teams. But in the East, this would have been the, this would have been the region everyone talked about. All the blue bloods. Michigan State is the one. Duke is the two. The Florida State's three. And Kentucky is the four. You know, throw West Virginia in there. Throw Texas Tech, some Auburn. And that Auburn-Texas Tech game, by the way, which is the 8-9, that almost was the national championship last year. Talk about big regrets. That missed double dribble. I know some Auburn 95, the one I still am mad about that. Um, And that was the last Final Four game that I've seen. And we'll see until next year. Um, Any thoughts on the East? This is a pretty loaded region. I mean, for me, it's this is the this was your this was your quadrant with the most upsets because Hofstra was the best covering team in the nation at twenty five and eight against the spread. So you know you would pick them to advance against Florida State in the fourteen over the three, and then Yale, uh, not too shabby, eighteen and ten against the spread on the year. You'd pick them number at the twelve seed to go over Houston at the five. Uh, as far as like actual game being played on the court, Kentucky has a great perimeter defense and they would have shut Akron down. So, I mean, Akron might have been a darling for the public as a dog, but Kentucky is a team I would have easily picked to roll and cover here. What are your overall thoughts? I know you love Hoster, Red. I'm sure you would have bet him here, but uh, overall thoughts on the East? 
Oh, this is awesome, guys. I mean, God, this is like giving me something here to talk about. First of all, uh, first of all, I love getting the playing game right. BU was going to beat Robert Morris. The rebounding there would have absolutely beat them. I love this bracket. I think it's Michigan State, Kentucky, one of the few brackets that I actually wrote out here for this stuck that I, that stayed in form. I agree with Colin, though. The, the dogs are live. Stanford beating West Virginia would love that. Hofstra and the points, 11 and a half against Florida State, no doubt. And listen, I have been impressed with Duke the whole year. So I had Penn State going against them. So I had Michigan State, Kentucky, Stanford, Penn State, and then I had Kentucky beating Michigan State because I just think they got it together. And when they were away from Rupp, their three-point shooting was flammable. And then Penn State beating Stanford. So I had Kentucky over Penn State and Kentucky going through. I like this bracket. All right, let's move on. Yeah, I would have had – yeah, Michigan State, Kentucky would have been awesome. Man, I wish this East would have played out. Um, I probably would have put Michigan State through – I think Michigan State, Kentucky would have been a classic just for the way that Michigan State was peaking towards the end of the year. But yeah, just like I think the East just played out that way is great. Let's move on to the West. Gonzaga's the one, Louisville's the two. This isn't the sexiest region. Uh, Maryland is the three, Villanova's the four, Arizona's the five. I'm sure I would have had Arizona go. I mean, I, I could not, I, I was, I think, head over heels in love with that team, and they would have probably cost me money in the tournament and ruined all my brackets, but I probably would have had Arizona as my final four team to tell you the truth. I would have just believed that they could get it together, even though they never proved it to me, they would show flashes. Um, but you know, I, I, this might be like my five seed that I put in the final four and hope it all comes together. The talent is there. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on this bracket Colin? this hypothetical West? Well, the best against the spread team in this is Iowa. They were 19-9 and nine against the spread on the season, so that, that's the darling sixth seed here. And I would have had them going over Maryland. They split the season uh, uh, scores with them. And then at the bottom, you got uh, Rutgers and Colorado. You guys are high on Colorado. I was, and I think Rutgers uh, would have challenged them. I mean, the point spread would have been Rutgers minus one and a half. Uh, Louisville, we talked about them being a paper tiger, so I definitely like Iowa coming out of the bottom of this. But then the big boys, the Gonzagas and the Arizonas are at the top. What an offensive display it would have been to see Luca Garza go up against the just everybody that's just you know tree like tall with Gonzaga or going up against you know what Arizona has with with three players that uh, can be you know considered for the first round of the NBA draft. But I would have taken Iowa and I would have taken the points and the Elite Eight against either Gonzaga or Arizona. Yeah, and if Arizona didn't get there, watching Villanova, I mean, Villanova-Belmont would have been an offensive show, but Villanova versus Gonzaga, man, if you like points and offense, um, that could have been special to watch. But uh, what are your overall thoughts here on this hypothetical West Randall? I love the the spread here with Arizona minus six and a half against Vermont. John Becker's done a great job. They were very close against Purdue a couple of years ago. Anthony Lamb absolutely would have liked He could fill it up. Yeah, absolutely would have liked Vermont there with the points too, maybe even to get through. I do have Gonzaga going through against Villanova. I think Gonzaga versus Minnesota, Oklahoma, that's a pretty good second round draw for them. And then I had Gonzaga beating Villanova, representing the top on the bottom. Usually, guys, one of the playing winners gets hot. I've liked Mississippi State. Maybe it's a blind spot for me all year. I just think they have the potential, and I think they could have taken out Syracuse and then beaten Iowa because I think Perry could have matched up with Garza a little bit. Plus, I love Ben Howell in three straight Final Fours with UCLA. So I had Mississippi State going up against Louisville. I agree, Colin. I think Rutgers beats Colorado. I sold on them. That was terrible performance there in, in uh or against the Pac-12 tournament. And then Louisville moving on against Mississippi State. I actually have Mississippi State, Gonzaga, and I put Mississippi, Mississippi State through. There's always a oh, – Wow. It's hot, right? And Gonzaga yeah. doesn't have a go-to guy, and Perry's an impossible matchup, even with Petrusev inside. So I put the Bulldogs through. 
Interesting. Um, well, we will never know how it will play out, but it's fun to talk about. Uh, let's go to the South where the one seed is Baylor. The two seed is Dayton, uh, which is fun as Dayton is a, as a two. Then you have Seton Hall is the three. Creighton is the four. Wisconsin is the five. I don't know. East Tennessee State is the 12 five year matchup with Wisconsin. I don't know if this is a good matchup for East Tennessee State. Wisconsin would just grind them down, keep them out of transition, but it would probably be a sexy pick. East Tennessee State, uh, just for that name. And no one really loves Wisconsin just because of how they play. People just they still don't really respect Wisconsin. Um, I mean, look at the futures market for the Big Ten championship. Uh, I would have been, it would have been interesting to say, okay, does Providence beat Indiana, which I think they would have, and then could they challenge Baylor, which I think they might have. That would have been one of the more interesting, I think, one seed versus eights. What do you see here, Colin? Anything in the hypothetical South? Well, Providence was our pick to win, at least my pick to get to the finals of the Big East tournament. And I think that they would have come in red hot, win or loss in that final game. I think they would have come in red hot into this tournament and they would have beaten Baylor. I think the interesting part is that you got Creighton and Liberty together in a 4-13 matchup. Liberty is 30th in the country in perimeter defense uh, from shooting three. So they absolutely would have been able to track those Creighton shooters down and, and possibly stop them. I easily would have been on Liberty plus nine and a half. I would have taken them in plenty of my brackets to advance here. Probably not not over Wisconsin. That's a little bit too much of a stretch, but Providence, Wisconsin to, to, to carry on and, and these listed teams at the bottom, nobody's touching Dayton. I, I still, Dayton is like the great unknown. You know, we never knew how far Obi Toppin could have taken these guys. Uh, I don't believe in Seton Hall. I think injuries were starting to wear them down. New Mexico State was on fire. Purdue, LSU, blah, Dayton would have ran through that. What a horrible, I'd still watch it. I still bet on it. But Purdue, LSU would be in a tough watch. Uh, no love for Michigan and Xavier, but yeah, Liberty beating Creighton is a 13 seed right off this uh, off the top got my attention i also would have loved to see like Toppin versus uh miles powell in a sweet 16 match of dayton seed hall that would have been fun what do you see here in the south randall uh, echo colin sentiments here liberty plus nine and a half especially if zagorowski wasn't he- healthy absolutely there yeah their defense was a disaster without him they had yeah. i mean it was already bad but without him they had you know that it just they were so undersized it couldn't stick with anyone on st john's they would have been bad if he wasn't healthy I think Baylor would have to get by two tough games here. I agree with Providence. I think they would have snuck by them. And then Wisconsin was a war. I did put Baylor through. I think, uh, you know, eventually Baylor would have found a way to get to the, the window on that game, but that would have been a classic one. So I had them on the bottom. I agree with Colin again. It's an easy bracket for Dayton. It's an easy second round matchup for Dayton. I had them in Seton Hall. So this was pretty much my chalkiest one, one, five, three, and two there in the Elite Eight. I can't put Seton Hall past one because of Willard. You know my thoughts. And two, I agree. The tendonitis with Powell, with McKnight would have caught up with them and no one is touching Dayton. So I had Dayton versus Baylor and I actually put Baylor through. I think Baylor's legit. I think they rested guys. They were ready to go. Vital should have been back healthy. And I think in a classic Elite Eight game, Baylor would have snuck through. All right, last one. Midwest here. Kansas, which is my number one overall uh, one seed. They're close to a thir- probably a 30-point favorite if they matched up with like a Prairie View. The two seed here is Ohio State, actually. I had Ohio State as the eighth best team in the country, um, which surprised me. Now, the margins between like eight and 12 is very slim. San Diego State was the three seed here. They probably would have been a two. Well, I think they definitely would have been a two. But this is my power ratings, not the, you know, the resume and how the committee would have done it. Um, so San Diego State's a three here. The four seed, BYU. The five seed is Oregon. The six seed is Illinois. So there's a lot of talent in this Midwest region. Um, I, you know, Kansas would have to play the winner of Florida Marquette. I don't see either one of those teams beating Kansas. Um, I, look, I, 
I don't see any, I mean, I think, I think Kansas is the class of, you know, of college basketball this year. They're, they were the elite team. I'm sticking to that. I would have them coming through here. By the way, I had Dayton. My final four would have been Dayton, Arizona, Kansas, and who did I go with in the first round? And Michigan State. So what do you see in the Midwest, Colin? Anything worth noting? Yeah, well, I can tell this is your rankings and not somebody else's because Oregon is a five seed. Like, I think that just immediately shows your respect for <laughs> Oregon San Diego here. State's a three. Right. I mean, and San Diego State's a three. So Oregon would have matched up with BYU, and that would have been the end of the Ducks because the Ducks don't play very well in perimeter defense, or at least good enough to take on BYU. I think Kansas would have steamrolled through Florida. I think Kansas would have steamrolled through BYU or Oregon. And then you look at the bottom half of the bracket, I really don't have a lot of love for any of these teams except for the 10th seed Utah State. How far oh, would yeah. I have taken Sandy these guys? Well, I, I would have had them beating Ohio State, the two seed. Yeah, would I have taken Utah State to beat Illinois? Because there's no way Illinois is losing to San Diego State. So I might have taken Utah State all the way to the lead eight, even as a 10 seed. I would have loved that. 251 futures. Um, what do you see here, Randall? You know where I'm going here. I have Kansas going through, easy second round. And then I have BYU. BYU going through, getting hot. I couldn't put them past Kansas. They're the same with me. They're my number one team across the board. I, I think it would have been a fun game. Childs would have had to really have his best game of the year for them to get through. I couldn't put him through. Bottom part of the bracket, I'm with Colin. Utah State, Utah State beats Ohio State. Then I have them losing to Illinois. I don't see the Richmond, Virginia winner beating Illinois there. So I ended up going with KU and Illinois, one and a six. KU getting through. So my final four would have been KU versus Baylor in a tremendous rematch on the other side, Mississippi State versus Kentucky. My national champ would have been, in a year where it was wide open as ever, I think it would have been chalk in the final. We would have had upsets all over in the tournament. But I'm going to say Kansas over Michigan State. Who would your champion have been in this bracket, Randall? I would have went Kansas. Kansas over Kentucky. And Colin? I do Kansas over Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga really had him to make a huge deep run this year. All right, there you have it. Thanks for joining me, Colin. Thanks for joining me, Randall. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope this just brought, you know, a half hour worth of entertainment to you in these slow times. Hang in there. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll have some episodes throughout the next couple months. Make sure you check out the contest. Uh, But subscribe, unsubscribe, tell a friend. We'll try to keep you entertained, try to find things to bet on. And uh, football will be here before we know it. Hang in there. It sucks. I know it. But what are we going to do? It's something we can do. Uh, Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you all later. Cheers. Peace out. Bring us NFL, college basketball, something. Anything. We're finished talking.